Hello everyone and welcome. My name is Fernando and I'm a GP in the United Kingdom. In today's episode I go through a real-life case of a patient with abnormal liver function tests and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or NAFOLD, describing the recommending approach for its diagnosis and management according to guidelines. By the way, I'm not giving medical advice, this is for healthcare professionals and it is only my interpretation of the various guidelines consulted, so you must use your own clinical judgement. If you want to download a summary of the episode, the link is in the episode description. Remember that there's also a YouTube version of these episodes, so have a look in the episode description. Right, so let's get straight into it. Our patient is a 55-year-old man of Hispanic family background who consults you following a routine blood test done one week earlier. This was a repeat blood test because four months previously he had been found to have a mildly raised alanine aminotransferase or ALT of 75, the normal range being below 55. The results of all his blood tests were normal with the exception of the ALT, which was still high at 65. His past medical history includes prediabetes, hyperlipidemia and being overweight, with a BMI of 27.8. His only medication is atorvastatin 20mg daily for hyperlipidemia. He denies alcohol excess, in fact, he is teetotal and does not drink alcohol at all. He has otherwise no symptoms. In the previous consultation, he had been told that raised liver transaminase levels were not uncommon during the prescribing of statins, but that statins need not be stopped for raised liver transaminase levels as long as they are less than three times the upper limit of normal. However, as a result of that consultation, the patient decided to stop the statin of his own accord, so he has not been taking it for at least three months. So in summary, we have a patient with a background of overweight, prediabetes and dyslipidemia with a slightly elevated ALT for three months, without an obvious cause. What should we do? When we face this situation, we should consider all the possible causes and investigate them fully. But we must primarily consider the most common reason for abnormal liver function tests in the UK, which is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or NAFOLD. This condition happens when excess fat builds up in the liver. But for the diagnosis to be made, we must also exclude other secondary causes. Let's quickly remind ourselves that NAFOLD has a spectrum that goes from simple hepatic steatosis, meaning that there's fat in the liver, but it is not causing any significant inflammation or damage, to something more serious called non-alcoholic steatohepatitis or NASH, which involves inflammation and injury to liver cells, which can lead to liver fibrosis and cirrhosis. Most people don't have any specific symptoms. However, some may experience fatigue or mild abdominal discomfort. In our patient's case, we know that he's overweight, which is typical. However, NAFOLD can affect even non-obese individuals. Surprisingly, about 40% of all NAFOLD cases worldwide are found in non-obese people and around 20% in those who are lean. We also know that NAFOLD is closely tied to the metabolic syndrome involving insulin resistance, obesity, impaired glucose regulation and hypertension, and our patient does have some of these factors. While the exact cause of NAFOLD isn't fully clear, it is thought that both environmental and genetic factors play a role. The outlook for NAFOLD depends on the stage of the disease. For those with simple steatosis, the outlook is generally positive. 
However, if someone has non-alcoholic steatohepatitis or NASH, they're at higher risk for cirrhosis, liver failure and liver liver cancer. Complications of NAFOLD can be serious. They include hepatic and metabolic complications and above all, cardiovascular disease, which is the leading cause of death for people with NAFOLD. We should suspect that someone has NAFOLD if there are risk factors linked to the metabolic syndrome. There are high levels of alanine aminotransferase or ALT for more than three months and it's usually higher than another enzyme called aspartate aminotransferase or AST. If they're not consuming excess alcohol, in which case it would be alcoholic fatty liver disease. An ultrasound scan reveals a fatty liver and the note on medication that can cause a fatty liver, for example, tamoxifen or amiodarone. So based on all these, we will suspect that our patient could have NAFOLD. How should we confirm the diagnosis? Next, we'll arrange some more blood tests to get a clearer picture and exclude secondary causes. We will do liver function tests to include AST as well as ALT, a full blood count, which can help detect low platelets, which is a sign of advanced fibrosis, a clotting screen, as it might be off in advanced fibrosis, screening for viral hepatitis B and C and tests for autoantibodies that could suggest autoimmune hepatitis, ferritin and transferrin saturation to screen for hemochromatosis, serum seroplasmin for Wilson's disease, alpha-1 antitrypsin levels to screen for deficiency, immunoglobulin tissue transglutaminase antibody as celiac disease can present with cryptogenic liver disease, HbA1c, lipid profile, ESR, CRP, renal and thyroid function tests as general screening. Additionally, we could request a liver ultrasound scan to exclude any other structural issue that we could be missing. Right, so we organize these tests and we see the patient a few weeks later to discuss the results. An ultrasound of the abdomen confirms that he has steatosis of the liver. His blood tests showed that ALT has improved, but it is still high at 59. And AST is also high at 49, with a normal range 5 to 34. The rest of his liver function tests were normal. His full blood count was normal with a platelet count of 219 with a normal range between 150 and 400. His HbA1c is in the pre-diabetes range at 43 or 6.1%. He has normal clotting screen, ESR, CRP, renal and thyroid function tests. And all other investigations for secondary causes were also normal. Viral hepatitis serology, autoantibody screen, ferritin, transferrin saturation, seroplasmin, alpha-1 antitrypsin levels and immunoglobulin tissue transglutaminase antibody as celiac screen. His cholesterol was slightly high at 5.1 with an HDL of 1, an LDL of 3.9 and triglycerides of 1.5. His blood pressure was 147 or 82 and his cardiovascular risk using QRISC3 was 8%. In summary, we have confirmed steatosis of the liver on ultrasound scan and given that we have not found secondary causes for the liver function tests abnormality, we can conclude that this is indeed NAFOLD. As part of our consultation, we will also do a thorough examination looking out for signs of advanced liver disease, of which he has none. 
As the next step, we should estimate the level of fibrosis or scarring of the liver by using non-invasive tools. There are two simple tests that we can use in primary care. One, the Fibrosis 4 score or FIB4, which uses the person's age, AST, ALT and platelet count. And two, the NAFOLD Fibrosis score, which measures age, body mass index, blood glucose, platelet count, albumin and the AST to ALT ratio. The enhanced liver fibrosis test is another option, but this is really only available in secondary care because of the complexity of the parameters required. The link to the websites that can calculate these scores are in the episode description. If the fibrosis score is low, we may be able to manage this patient in primary care. We calculate the FIB4 score for this patient and it is 1.92 which means that further investigations are needed. The interpretation of the scores is as follows. If the FIB4 score is less than 1.45, we can be reasonably confident that there is absence of cirrhosis. If the FIB4 score is between 1.45 and 3.25, the test is inconclusive. And if the FIB4 score is more than 3.25, we can be reasonably confident that there is cirrhosis. So let's move on to the management. The primary care approach would be as follows. We will advise lifestyle changes, including weight loss, if the person is overweight. We will recommend a Mediterranean diet, which can actually reduce liver fat even without weight loss. We will encourage moderate intensity exercise. We will offer alcohol advice. We will optimize management of comorbidities, such as hypertension, hyperlipidemia, or type 2 diabetes. In this case, we may revisit his statin therapy because he has two independent risk factors for cardiovascular disease, prediabetes and NAFOLD. We need to be aware that statins, if prescribed, don't pose additional liver risks for people with NAFOLD. In fact, they can help improve various aspects of the condition. So in summary, the primary care approach to NAFOLD involves empowering patients to make lifestyle changes ensuring associated conditions are managed and offering support and information along the way. If a person has a working diagnosis of NAFOLD and other liver disease causes have been ruled out, and if non-invasive tests indicate a low risk of advanced liver fibrosis, for example using the FIP4 score, then primary care management is in order. However, because this patient's FIP4 score is inconclusive, we will refer him to secondary care for a second opinion. Other reasons to refer to a specialist are if there's a high risk of advanced liver fibrosis, if there are clear signs of advanced liver disease during examination, and in cases where there is uncertainty about the diagnosis. We also need to be aware that specialist management may involve, amongst other things, doing a transient elastography, also known as fibroscan, which measures liver stiffness non-invasively, which correlates with a degree of liver fibrosis. A liver biopsy. In cases of non-alcoholic steatohepatitis or NASH, bioglitazone and vitamin E supplementation might be considered. Bariatric surgery has led to the resolution of steatosis in 66% and fibrosis in 40% of patients. And finally, considering liver transplantation. However, NASH recurrence after transplantation is possible. 
Also, these patients should be reviewed regularly in primary care. Patients with NAFLD should have an annual review more frequently if necessary as per our clinical judgment. During the review, we will identify any signs that might indicate liver disease. We will measure blood pressure and BMI. We will check liver and renal function, HbA1c and the lipid profile. We will reassess the cardiovascular risk and every three years we will reassess the risk of advanced liver fibrosis using for example the FIP4 score and refer if the person has a high risk. But remember that this is only a summary and my interpretation of the guidelines. We have come to the end of this episode. I hope that you have found it useful. Thank you for listening and goodbye.